We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckingham. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. to Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm Brian Shackman. This is John Senecal. We had so much fun talking about our three favorite and least favorite Yankees, and we got into such good conversation. Yeah, that right. We decided, Definitely got into yeah, different conversations. Really, I, I was really loved hearing um, some of your takes, especially uh, when it came to Jim Leyritz. I think that was the most interesting one. And you, you were you all about hit. the lefties with the pitching. I did. I, I loved Guidry and Rigetti. So we thought we would break it up and now do the Red Sox, flip the script, uh, our three favorite and three least favorite. And then, you know, obviously, you can get in touch with us. Uh, what's the Twitter handle? Is it at fam? Do you even know it? At pod- <laughs> do you even know at it? Podcast fan base. Yeah, so you can chime in with us and let us know what you think in terms of our list. Since you started first with your team, can I start first with my team? Absolutely. You want me to go positive or negative? Uh, let's start with positive. Okay. So my three favorite, um, Red Sox of all times in no particular order. And I'm just going to give you, uh, two quick, uh, honorable mentions before I even start. I loved Lee Smith and I love Bill Miller. Bill Miller Big was only Lee there for Smith. a short time. Lee Smith used to walk out from the bullpen, and literally, it took him 10 minutes to walk to the mound. And he cast a shadow he, in every direction. He took his sweet blank time, and I, I thought it was Lee awesome. Lee Smith was awesome. He was, a, he was a mountain of a man. I just loved him. I Can you imagine standing in against him? Like, he's like... He's like uh, just a scary looking dude. Plus, like Boston is like this awful racist city, and you have this African American who's just cool, and his teammates loved him, and he took his sweet time walking to the mountain. I just didn't loved, care. I loved it. He didn't care. So I'm gonna these three that are my favorites. Two are directly related to so my Lee childhood. Smith is honorable mention. Yeah, that's a solid. Absolutely. So uh, my first two I'm gonna sort of talk about together because they are two players that I idolized as a child, and 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 honestly close to hating as an adult right so these guys i had i had only a couple posters on my wall okay i had uh, cam neely yep i had wade boggs and i had roger clemens right wade boggs to me was part of that 80s crew and i've said it before when larry bird 
got the ball, you thought he'd score points. When Cam Neely got the puck, you thought he'd score a goal. And when Wade Boggs came to the plate, you thought he'd get a hit. hit. And just the whole thing, Sports Illustrated did this great article on him when he was at the height. He spent five plus years in the minors, worked his way through. He had all these crazy habits between the chicken and the, the Hebrew letter when he went into the batter's box. I mean, all these incredible habits. But chicken there was, man. There was something magical about his ability to get on base. And so I just... And his batting titles speak for it. I mean, I, just, I thought if anybody could have hit 400 it could have been him. I never did it in, you know, Rod Carew. And he had such an interesting stance, too. And that was another thing about Mattingly we talked about. You know, he was one of my favorite Yankees. He had a very interesting stance, too. He kind of, you know, hugged the bat in and crouched down. And Boggs did that where he hung the bat out over the plate. and and he was more of a rhythm here. And he did that. He used to shake himself. Yep. Very distinct batting stance. And that's what, by the way, that's what's so awesome about baseball is that there are particular messages now. Like, now they want to make sure all your weight is on the outside of your front foot when you finish. Or like, there's all these, like, they they say that you watch people play, you, if you're a righty hitter, your right foot has to be on its toe directly when, when you know, when at the point of contact. Or off the ground. That's how you generate your power. But, but the one thing I would say about baseball swings is that they're all like snowflakes. They're all different, yeah. you know, and it, you do what works for you. Or there are some essential things you need to do, but, and they both Mattingly and, and Boggs had very distinct swings. It's funny. Cause you, you know, when you, you, you coach a little league or whatever, you, you know, like I've coached a bunch of little league and you can never really tell kids to watch major league hitters hit. Right. Because 95% of them are absolute mess until their swing right. starts. And, and then right. it's so fast, a kid at that age can't even process what exactly is happening and bringing your hands in and keep your elbows in and keep your hands back and make this, this, Like this. another Yankee, Gary Sheffield. Like, I mean, Insane. you can't say, watch him. He right. had the fastest hands in the history of baseball, and he, he had the biggest hitch of all time, right. you know? Or Julio Franco would have his yeah. hands over, his bat over the top of his head. and It, it, it was crazy. So that's what's cool about it. But Boggs, and as I came into adult consciousness, I realized he was just a bad guy, you know. And like that the drink. Tough. I don't mind like the drinking. The women. I mean, listen, they all sort of did the women thing, but I, I just there's something about him that really soured me. And then he bounced around, and I just, I just, I didn't like. So him. when you say bounced around, he went to the Yankees. Well, then he and, went to Tampa. And then he went to Tampa, got his 3,000th um, hit. But, you know, I, anyway, I, I just felt like he got soiled. He didn't get soiled in my mind the way Roger Clemens did. I mean, Clemens, I, I, I've said Clemens this. Clemens soiled a lot of minds, I've told I this story. In 1986, when he started the season 14-0, I was 15 years old. We used to get five newspapers delivered to our house in the Boston Globe. All three of the kids were in the house. We would Whoever got to breakfast first got first choice of the newspaper, and it was always the sports page. And that was when the Boston Globe had the best sports page in the country. And I would, like go crazy reading anytime it was the day he pitched there'd be two or three articles and, and I would imagine just, if you got a picture yeah i mean seriously and if, he, if he, and you didn't have color back then either but um you know it was just i used to read so much as much as i could there's just no internet uh, newspapers it's, all i it's, had it's crazy how far it's come and in, in, in an amazing relatively short amount of time to go from a big chunk of paper that you're flipping through like half the size of this desk right to the, everything in the palm of your hand in a matter of seconds right. and, and then some and then content that you can access all the time and content instantaneously and content that's being generated yeah all the time Whereas by like, everybody yeah, and we could just get we get one a day, and now you can go to the Globe, you can go to Barstool. You it could whatever. be two dudes in their basement talking yeah. to you. <laughs> right, and it usually is. <laughs> this, By the way, this setup is really cool, John. I appreciate I that. I think it's it, really fun. I like it. It's a lot more fun when you can have something cool to do it with, too. Yeah, it is It is good. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. So, Clemens, I just, as a journalist, if somebody lies... I just, they're done. I'm done with them. You know, from Clemens to Lance Armstrong, whatever. And so I just think that he, th- the McNamee stuff where he threw him under the bus, like, I am Not done. Not a fan. I'm done with Clemens forever. 
And even though I think he might have been, you know, top five pitcher of all time, I don't care if he never goes to the Hall of Fame. I'm just he's I'm never just going to the Hall of Fame. I'm never going to feel good about him. Now the the third one, real quick, is Pedro. And Pedro, I might I, I, I might rank number one. And and there's pretty clear reason is that when he was at his best, outside of Koufax, in my mind, outside of Koufax and maybe Kerry Wood on his best day. Yep. I don't think there's a better pitcher ever to walk. The no, earth. no, and he nobody nobody could touch him when he was on. Nobody, he was amazing. Well, you think about it. So he was at that because he what was, was the time against Cleveland when he had like the torn rotator cuff and he came in and oh, pitched yeah. like six no hit innings. It was crazy with then, like twelve Ks or something. And like he that. was so jacked up at the Red Sox All Star game that he ended up getting hurt. He was only like five nine, but tiny but because his fastball was good, his curve and his, ch- his changeup was amazing. That he sort of messed with people. Like he was one of the few pitchers where you truly didn't know what he was going to throw. What he was going to throw. Yeah. And if you don't have any idea what someone's going to throw and they're good, you can't hit that. It's like Maddox. It right. I mean, he's another one that you can do that with. A romantic you know who's like that? Is, is, good. You, is like that is is Grinky. Grinky's kind of yeah. like that, and he and you know he's kind of over exaggerated it now with the whole like sixty eight mile an hour pitches and right. all that crap. But you know he's he's made a career out of people missing. Right. You know he just doesn't throw overpowering. He was he's always been kind of just. Listen, but if there. you if you can go eighty eight to sixty eight with the same motion, you're going to strike people out. Absolutely, it's a little scary, but you're going to strike people out. And Pedro, here's the last thing I'll say: he changed everything when Dan Duquette got him, and he came. It just the vibe of the team. He was like, now he wasn't great with the media, and he did what he wanted, and he was a pain in the ass. But he was the best. But he was also one of those guys that you expected to win when he went out, right. which was a, which is great for a team. Every team wants that. And he would have had probably 30 more wins if they had a better bullpen. I know a lot of pitchers can say that, but I remember game after game where he left with a lead and it got blown. I think that, anyway, I think Pedro, his flair, was, who, he who, electrified who, who Boston. Save? It wasn't El Guapo, was it? No, El Guapo was actually pretty good. I mean, it could have been Papel anybody. Choke? No, I think he was before Papelbon even. You know, there's just, they just... They blew games. I mean, Flash Gordon, uh, which I'll talk about him <laughs> in a few minutes. Um, let's go to your list because we got to rip through All this right, stuff. So for our favorites, right? All right, so I'm going to go with my first one on the list, Tim Wakefield. And the only reason to that oh, is yeah. because he gave up the home run to Boone. <laughs> is that the only reason? <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> I mean, you know, he has longevity and he yeah. was out there and he made a great career and he's a bank spokesman around here and all that. Uh, but, I mean, what else can I think? My like, wife loved him, and you know I just think that it takes guts to go out there and throw sixty-eight miles an hour all the time. And he did; he lasted a long time. And, and well, the other thing you got to like about him is he's one of the few in the history of the game that per- perfected that pitch. There's yeah. not many. One just passed away. Yeah, and and then there's you know uh, uh, oh my god, it's killing me. What's his name? He used to pitch for the Mets. Uh, Dickey, R.A. Oh, yeah. Dickey, oh, yeah. he didn't last uh, too Charlie long. Huff. Yeah, Charlie um, Huff. You know, there's a, there's a handful here and there, but that actual to use that as your weapon and, and make it in 17 plus years or whatever is, is pretty amazing. impressive. Yeah. But I'm going to throw him up there for the Boone home run. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that was I remember that's 2003 uh, ALCS because we were both working at Channel 30 and I was in, actually in Boston waiting for the team to get back and it, the story changed when he hit. That home run. So, I mean, I felt bad that night, but I, I totally get it. Okay, number two. Number two, Dustin Pedroia. I I just admire him as a ball player. He was a, he just gamer. You know, he, I feel like that dude played no, until he just couldn't walk. It's funny because he's, he's on my bottom. And right? the other thing I liked about him is, uh, so my son went to uh, his baseball camp at Stoneham College. Yeah. And he won it through some, like, thing through the Little League uh, uh, that they did. And 
he met Dustin and he was very impressed with him. He thought he was really cool. He was generous, you know, genuine person. And, you know, he came back and he was so jacked up and told the story. So I give him Dustin points for that. Okay. You know, it's interesting. You didn't even, you didn't hear me. Um, but he's on my bottom three and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll put a pin in it and I'll get to it. But he is one of my three least favorite Red right. Sox. I can't wait to hear and, it. And it's interesting um, to point out. So who's your third? So my third favorite, and this is kind of crazy, is uh, Hit Dog, Mo Vaughn. So the funny. original Big Poppy. This is so classic. All right, so he's, the, also, uh, he's also on my bottom three. All right, so there's a couple That's of reasons. really funny. There's a couple of reasons I like the Hit Dog. All right, Not only do I like the Hit Dog. Because he's from Connecticut? That he was, he was a great ball player, dude. He, he, Listen to his numbers. 1,620 1, hits, 328 home runs. 293 batting average. He just didn't play long enough, right? Didn't play long enough. But stole of, money from the Angels. Yeah, stole money from the Angels, played for the Mets. Yep. One of my favorite memories of Mo Vaughn, other than trucking trucking that guy who charged a player one time, I forget, charged the mound one time. He trucked him before he got there, coming from first. Is when he played Dan Bragg in high school football? Yeah. I think yeah, he's a, who, was that Bragg who he trucked? No, he there was a famous he went to I think Bragg went to Taft. And and Mo Vaughn went to Trinity Pauling and they played football together and and I think Mo Vaughn broke that, his, broke his leg. I I well, speaking of legs, the other this leads me to the next thing. My favorite thing, uh, Mo Vaughn, his DUI arrest, oh, it's a foxy and, lady, and overturn where yeah. he got banged up at the strip club and then <laughs> hit the car, uh, parked on the side of the highway, and his and his attorneys basically just get him out of it. Yeah. You know, and he winds up paying nothing. And I found the article, and it was great. And some of the stuff is just so great. All he does is winds up paying like a hundred dollar fine. That's it. That's it. Hammered coming out of a strip club. Hammered. And basically, you know, I remember watching this on like court TV. Like this is back when like it was kind of like you know sensationalized. Yeah, it was like, a big God, deal. We're, we're inside a court. We yeah, can watch yeah. this happen. And the poor like state trooper that was like you know like twenty three years old responding on the graveyard shift yeah. to Mo Vaughn just doing his job. Found him in the street, banged up. Passed out, couldn't even. They said what he said. He uh, they asked him his alphabet, and his third try, he finally got close, and it was A B C D C H L M. So, and there's a lot of other good things around here. How he's how he circled how he circled how he circled the courthouse after his uh, uh, his acquittal uh, in his limo, waiting for his lawyers to finish the finish oh, the press really conference. Funny. But you know, he gets off, but his his lawyers just dressing this poor cop down, and I'm watching this in court team. I'm like, this poor guy. Yeah, it's just not right. You know, his bad knee, and did you know he had a bad knee? Did you know this? Did you know that? And the kid's just like, guy, I'm just trying to get yeah. through the night. I just want to get off the night shift and get my pension in 20 years. That's like, it. Get That's off it. my back. So I got. I put hit dog that in there. That is phenomenal. I mean, just th- th- this is phenomenal. So we're going to transition into our three least favorite Red Sox, and I'll just—I've already mentioned like all three of them. Uh, Flash Gordon, and I'm going to rip through. I just and I, a Yankee. Yeah, I just didn't like him. I didn't like him. I don't know why. I just didn't like him. I don't was the attitude or whatever. I just never could. And there's a lot of closers like that. Like Keith Folk didn't like him either. But no, Fla- I wasn't a big fan of Flash. Folk. Bothered me a lot. Now the Movon, the thing that you know. <laughs> I covered the NHL in the late 90s, and, and it was really fun in some respects, but it was also peak NHL where they made a ton of money, they were on TV every night, and the guys went from being like really nice farm boys to being like arrogant right. jerks. And I think Mo Vaughn just like, I just don't think he was that- he, Got he, big league? He, just too much, too much, and he was too cool to the media, and just, I thought, I think he thought he was bigger than he was, and that bothered me. Did he have big diamond earrings? Yeah, he had all that stuff going, and, and they didn't really do anything, right? So they weren't even that good. And, right. And so, I just, 
it, it bugged me. And I, he was I, like the arrogant person on a bad team. Right. And right. And and for me, like it's hard to find a lot of guys on the Red Sox that I really, really didn't like. But I uh, I just and everyone loved him. And I just was like, Why don't I feel this way? And I just didn't he, feel that he was way. the hit dog. So the other one is Pedroia, which is really interesting because I remember with um who's the guy, the the morning uh, director at NBC thirty who's still there. Big guy. Jason Henry. Jason Henry, yeah. So I remember when they called up uh, in late season call up, they called up Pedroia before his full rookie season, and he hit like one nothing. Like he was terrible. And yeah, I'm Mike like, Trout at his first time and, up, and I'm like, I'm like, this guy isn't going to make it. He's tiny, he stinks, can't hit. And I remember Jason Hendry, who was a high school baseball coach, said, "Listen, this guy's good. You got to shut it and wait." And like I remember Hendu said that, and I was like, whatever. And then the next year, I think he started off really bad again, and then he ends up winning, I think, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And he has this incredible. Listen, he won an MVP too, right? Like outside of Altuve, to be that size, Tat-tuve. to be five foot six, and to generate that kind of power and play that hard is amazing. Like he is yep. a competitive athlete that you have to respect. But I will tell you, and this tainted by the media, I covered the the All-Star game when Justin Masterson made it. I think it was, I want to say 2013 when it was in New York. And it was like a 95-degree day. And it was it was one of the worst days of journalism I had because I, my interview stunk and I put together a terrible piece. And and But like he was such a jerk. like And he was so rude. Pedroia? And, yes. And he you couldn't have been... Ruder, and he—he's the kind of guy that I think he's got a reputation with everyone in the media for the most part. That if he tries to make nice someday in his career, maybe he'll ride off into the sunset. But it's such a hypocrite because he was awful to reporters, and he never wanted to talk. And maybe that gets the Belichick thing was that you have to be hardwired that way right. to be that good. I mean, to be five foot six and be that good, maybe he's just missing a, 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 a gene here that, that is. I whatever. don't think he's officially retired either. He's never going to play again. He's still on the 40-man roster. That's what I thought. Yeah, but he's not going to play again. They're just trying. He's in the last year of his contract. So he, this is how much. He doesn't want to retire. He's like Ellsbury. He doesn't want to retire because he doesn't want to give up the money. Well, I wouldn't either. No, no, I'm just saying, but that's the only reason why he's never going to play again. So he's probably thinking like, hey, listen, he got hurt. He played through it. He earned the money. I don't listen. He signed Pablo the contract. Sandoval. It's the way the world works. I mean, yeah. San, he 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 deserves the money because they gave him the money. I'm yeah, not arguing you that. You shouldn't give it back. But I just feel like in this world, I don't know. In my age, when I've talked to, I think you can be great and still be good. And he's, you know, maybe he's good to his family and his kids and whatever. And I respect him a ton. But like, I just don't like him. Yeah, well, that's right. fair. Listen, Ripper, let's go. All right, least favorite, Wade Boggs. Oh, you held on to that. When I talked about it, I love it. If you didn't chime in, it's no, good. No, I didn't that's chime in. I held on to it. And the reason, and I'm going to Because he sucked ma- as a Yankee. Well, no, no. He, he won a World Series with the Yankees. But the reason I don't like him is because he was always taking batting titles away from Mattingly. He did take a couple. Mattingly won the batting title in 84, which he took it away from Boggs, because Boggs won it in 83, and then won it in 85, and then won it in 86, and then won it in 87, and then won it in 88. So, so Mattingly probably would have won, if Boggs didn't exist, he probably would have won three. Probably right? three, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I don't like Wade Boggs. That's fair, that's fair. All right. Uh, number two, and I'm going to put him on both teams, too, on this as an honorable mention. It's Jacoby. No, what? Clemens. He's just... Uh, he, so we got that in common. Yes, he just drives me nuts. And the quick story behind that is I met him at a baseball card show when I was like 12. And I was in the back of the room. And he was supposed to come there to sign autographs with Todd Benzinger. And, I like Benzinger, by the way. Yeah, he was a good he was a good dude. And he, uh, he played for the Reds, too, yeah, I think. Uh-huh. And my dad and I were standing in the back of the room. And he just walked in and was standing next to us. 
and like I looked up and he's like, "Hey, right, I'm Roger Clemens." And I'm like, "Oh, hey, I'm you know." And I shook his hand and he said hi to me. And I was like, like I don't know, like 13 or something like that. And I thought I was like the coolest thing in the world. So why do you hate him? Because everything after that. <laughs> well, he needles, wasn't very the, good as a Yankee. The needles in the butt in Toronto. The the crappy performances in the playoffs, signing two months into the season. It, it's just it was just a circus, and yeah. he just be. And I also the night he got his five thousandth strikeout. Did he have five thousand? Well, it was whatever. He had a big he had a big night. He was on a charity golf thing, and I had to follow him around for like six or seven holes, getting video of him playing chairs. And he was really nice. He was a really nice, dude. And I wished him luck and 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 this and that. And we also did a story, Kevin Nathan and I did with him, because he was working with Under Armour, and he said uh, good wishes to my nephew for his birthday. Oh, that's cool. So it was really Why cool. Hate him? But then he just like he just turns everything <laughs> flip script. It just turns everything good bad. Yeah, you don't have to argue with me on that one. You know what I mean? It's like you just take it. It's like a ride. It's like you, you just take it and just. The one know? thing my dad, my I think it was my dad, who said it. Like, because you know it sounds pretty articulate when he talks, and then when you really listen to what he says, you realize he's not that bright. Who a ride? No, Clemens. Oh, and well, like, it could be both though. But but you know it's just funny because like he talks and you're like, oh okay, and then you listen to him, you're like, oh I don't know. So yeah. I mean, whatever. You he's just never know what's boy. going on side. Um, All right. Inside, so my last yeah. one, uh, least want, favorite is. Kurt Schilling. Just, are, you, are you separating? Like to me, like you can analyze his post playing career and really I'm gonna, put him there. I'm going to put him against you know the bloody sock. You think it was a fraud and all that stuff? No, I'm just. It's just like another memory of 2004 and just you know just the whole. Like, so he he's part of the associative part. It's of, an association yeah. thing, like with you, right? Because I know, can't guilty I, by association yeah. and catch up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the true reality is. Although the sock is in the Hall of Fame, I, I did you know, see the sock at the Hall of Fame. I, I, listen, I, I think it's hard to separate the man how, how he presents himself now, but he's like Pedro in the sense that, and Pedro was sort of obviously at the back end of his career that they wouldn't have won without Chilling. So as a Red Sox fan, I can't be with you on that, right? Because he, whether how hurt he was, who knows? But he still. He was there. They he's won. A big, he's a big game pitcher, and he was great for for the Diamondbacks. It's just you know, again, he I can burned see us, and then and you throw in everything afterwards, and the you know the, whatever his video game, yeah, the video game sham and all politics. That. You know, right. there's a lot of people that have his a, hundreds of millions of dollars he ripped off, and yeah, it's whatever. He's just a. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's the crossovers. The fact that. Um, the, the, the opposites the, right, of the, the fact, Mulvon yeah, which, and the Boggs. The, 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 and Pedroia. Pedroia and Mulvon were on your plus list and they were decidedly on my well, negative I mean, Mo list. Well, Mulvon really shouldn't have been on my plus list. He was on my plus list for a really bad reason. But that's why it's, you know, it's interesting to see the plus list of the team you don't like. I mean, right. that's, that's it's the same very thing. different. Mine were very based with Mucino. It was based on one moment. You know what I mean? I just I watched that game that he pitched, and I was like, this this is magical. Like, so, I'm not going to say my three favorite Yankees are Steve Howe, Doc Gooden, and Daryl Strawberry, because <laughs> they could and Sachs, knock an eight Steve ball Sachs, off in a night. Right. <laughs> Listen, he's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. If you want to chime in, we'd love to hear who are your least favorite or favorite guys on either team. Uh, it's just your more favorite, me or him. You, <laughs> you can, do, can that do that, too. too. Uh, although, I, I I don't know. He can't handle any more rejection. I did 33 in my first years. Listen, please enjoy the podcast wherever you're enjoying it right now. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify as well as Radio, Apple Podcasts. You name it. It's Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.